Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My Ship Ship Story. Story. (laughs) That was terrible. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to My Ship Story Podcast. It's Eric here, and I have with me Scott and Brad, as usual. Uh, Scott, what's going on in your world? Hey there. Uh, nothing much, really. Uh, well, actually, I mean, uh, I haven't shot. I haven't done a photo shoot in a while, and I had an opportunity to um, to do a, a small shoot for a local uh, ceramic corset artist, Nicole Moan, here in Oklahoma. And man, I, I was super, super excited. And I'm looking a at ceramic some, what? You know, the corsets, <laughs> like a corset where your waist is. You know, yeah, they I know what have a the, corset is, but yeah, it's a ceramic ceramic. Corset. A wearable ceramic corsets. That's her. That doesn't her thing. seem That's, that that kind of goes against what a corset does. It you tie it, and it has to be flexible so that you can tie it and, and squeeze it, it. But if it's ceramic, it seems really uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I am sure it's not like for wearing out for the entire day, but like uh-huh. for a party or or something like that. And yeah, it doesn't um, expand at all. But wait till you see these pictures. That I mean, they are fantastic looking uh, corsets and stuff. I mean, it's a highly arty hmm. type of thing, different color sizes and stuff. I, I shot for her a long time ago, but man, it's uh, uh, the the load in for my photos looks pretty awesome you'll, you'll dig it i'm i'm a whalebone corset kind of guy <laughs> from way back and i'm just not going to change you know it's kind of like my it's kind of like we were talking about the pc and the mac you know i just won't switch from whalebone I won't i don't i don't think i want to visualize brad in a corset <laughs> <No>. <laughs> even on even on OnlyFans. what oh, do you wait, mean he's real. wearing it now <laughs> <laughs> that's why i keep this trim that's how i keep this yeah. trim figure <laughs> uh well brad hey what's 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 up for you oh man i've had a busy day got up and uh the wife said let's clean the house and i'm the uh main the vacuumer because she just won't do it so got the house vacuumed and cleaned up and got all the cat toilets cleaned up and then went to the winery. I'm making wine again. Mm-hmm. Cool. I finally, okay. uh, some guy, uh, called me up and said, I've got a bunch of frozen sand plums and, uh, I'm kind of the go-to guy for sand plums because I know how to do it. Nobody else does. And I went over to the winery and got some yeast pitched and, uh, all this stuff and then made it back just in time to help my, my dad, uh, load up some cattle and, uh, move them from one uh, piece to another and then got back here right at like 420 ready to do a podcast and it was just a and it was a coincidence that you got back at 420 yeah (laughs) yeah i i it crossed my mind but i'm like no i'm not gonna do a podcast high because nobody (laughs) would enjoy it nobody but me you've done nobody but me you've Um, done one drunk why not well yeah i will one of these days when i have the right person yeah again (laughs) insulting our guests you did it again. <laughs> what the hell? No, no. What I'm saying is I need to be on top of my game with Alex. I can't be, you know, uh, okay. I can't be off. Try good save. No, that's what I meant from the very beginning. Hey, yeah. uh, on okay. your on your wine thing, does does this reinvigorate reinvigorate you at all to not get out of the wine business? I mean, I didn't make any wine this year because Don passed away, you know, right, right during the season and I just mm-hmm. wasn't into it. I'm getting getting back and feeling good going to get back in the saddle a little bit see how it feels 
that was kind of like good. my photo thing. Like I hadn't shot in a, in a while and it was like, it was nice. It was nice to be kind of back. And talking about things you haven't done in a while, my voice that's a little hoarse this morning is due to having a ship friend in town for the weekend. So, oh, um, that's right. Todd Gockley. Yeah, came so to Todd Gockley was in town for the weekend and I drank more this weekend than I've drank in probably the most of the year combined. Um, <laughs> yeah. So toddles. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so, Todd for you. So my voice is a little hoarse. But um, anyway, let's let's get on to our guest. Our guest today is Alex Barry, who we worked with at Royal Caribbean. Uh, welcome to the show, Alex. Thanks, welcome. Eric. Uh, I'd just like to mention that uh, your sore throat. I had Peggy here a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. Peggy oh. takes the cake. Oh. Uh, Peggy McLeod? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Peggy McLeod. Oh Peggy McLeod. So, yeah. No, I wouldn't be. So. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing this podcast if a Peggy had been here this weekend because I wouldn't. I, I'd be lying down. I, I wouldn't I'm be able to. Just do it. about recovered. Yeah, the dog's oh. traumatized, but I, she I is so her. funny. Do you do you have TikTok? Do you follow Peggy on TikTok? I'm afraid to. She is. She is. I'm telling you, she is a. Uh, she is a TikTok herself. Like going through her breaking her arm or wrist or something, trying to do a somersault and. Okay cartwheel or something she's hilarious peggy is to be feared in a lot of ways she's she's that. great but man, <laughs> you don't you do not Whole you do not want to get peggy. <laughs> yeah you don't want to you don't want to match her in, in a drinking contest no she's sure. unmatchable no and when yeah. she stayed. starts giggling at you and laughing at you it's like forget about it she stayed yeah. like for three days went away came back and stayed for another four days yeah i, I can't cut no. uh, <laughs> and, can't and nobody nobody died in this time or, or has a broken arm or anything not in front of us behind us probably <laughs> yeah but, uh, yeah um, okay so alex so tell us a little bit like you know, what was your journey to join a cruise ship? How did that happen? Uh, funnily enough, that was kind of going to, I had an option of my story, which story I was going to tell. Uh -huh. um, is this, would you like this to be my story or is this just a prelude? Uh, it's just is, about a little background. Like a background. Yeah, a little background on um, uh, about you. Well, so that I uh, did the opening of uh, Disney in Paris. Oh, so right. I that's had, right. um, on a whim, I'd gone for the interviews. Um, I queued outside in the cold for four hours and thought, well, because my, my sister had hurt her knee. So I'd been ordered by my mother to go and prop my sister up for the interviews. So I queued for four hours and thought, well, I'll go inside and see what it's about and walked out 13 hours later with a job. Well, okay, I'm going to go to Disney. I was a cast member A. That must and, be like the top grade. And what, but, but uh, what did that, what did that do? What was the cast member A? I worked in a kitchen. I oh. <laughs> made burgers and fries. Yeah. And, and I did a little research. This was, would have been, would have been 91, 92, right? 92. 92. 92. So I got there in yeah. February 92, I opened in April 92. Um, and I spent a couple of years there and came back to the UK and um, just thought, I want to go somewhere else. Let me interrupt you here. <laughs> Uh -oh. Because do you remember, do you remember this story, how we sort of connected that you, we found out that you were working at Euro Disney and you worked with somebody that was from my hometown. Danielle. Oh, from your town? Yeah, from my hometown, RJ Preston. Do you remember I, this uh, at all? Were we, were we drunk when we were talking about this? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Probably. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, but, uh, but it turns out that you were like, um, yeah. And, and, uh, I, I told you where I was from and, and you're like, oh, I worked with the guy from Oklahoma in, uh, in, at Euro Disney. And I'm like, and you're like, yeah, his name was like RJ Preston. And I'm like, 
what rj I, preston he's from fay <laughs> we were neighbors I, our our land butted up against the preston land i own i bought land from rj preston so much that you forget over the years ago <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah i i the the only other link that we had with disney was that danielle um uh, straver danielle she uh, she and i worked at the same time but i i rj i'll have to try and like Go back in the memories and see if I can remember that. He was a cowboy. Uh, oh, hold on. That's ringing a memory. <laughs> yeah. His father was a big time uh, bull rider and he dabbled around in, in the rodeo, but he wasn't nearly as good as his father oh. was. Uh, but he he was one of these he looked like he looks like sam elliott he got into doing all these like cowboy movies you know he wasn't a lead or anything but he was like an extra and he he went over and he was doing the cowboy show whatever kind of cowboy show they had in europe oh uh wild wild bill Hickok, yeah, wild, yeah the wild bills yeah. show or whatever yeah um that has a memory there now give me about three days and the memory will come back yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, um, so, so I am. I was working in London, and I went to an employment agency. They had Royal Caribbean connection, and I remember going in. They they asked me if I wanted to do an interview, and I did an interview with um, Miami on the phone. And I remember who it was that interviewed me, but I won't say just yet. Um, and um, he tested me in my languages, which I kind of got away with at the time. And he tested me in French, okay, in Miami, lots of Haitians. Tested me in Spanish. Of course, in Miami. And then he, he asked me a question in German. And I, I answered him and we're carrying on. I said, look, I'm sorry. I understand the French and the Spanish, but how do you speak German? And he went, no, 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 I don't speak German. I had a German girlfriend once and she taught me a few phrases. And somehow the conversation deviated away from me looking for a job with Royal Caribbean to girlfriend's past. And uh, we're chatting away about the girls that we've dated. And half an hour later, the guy in the agency is like, we're paying for this phone call. Can you ask if you've got a job? And I was like, oh, by the way, you know, do, do, have I got the job? Yeah, yeah. Can you be here next Thursday? And I remember it was a month. No, can you be here this Thursday? And it was a Monday. I'm like, I've got a job. I've got to quit my job before I can. And I had a contract for like a month's notice. Oh, and I remember wow. going back to my boss and he said, look, do a week. I, I reckon I can replace you. Do a week. So I did until the Monday and uh, I was working in a hotel and I stayed in the hotel on Monday night and got on a plane on the Tuesday and flew over to Miami. Did my five days of training, which... Uh, what? In, in, my, in Miami? What? Yeah. You got well, trained? Train? We had yeah. five days at the Marriott where we were going into the head office every day to get trained. And uh, there was a guy that was going out to the West Coast, Tim something and myself. And uh, we go into the office and we get met in, in this conference room with paperwork everywhere. I'm like, shit, this is schoolwork for the next five days. And we get sat down and I think... I'll say I think it was Peter Nodal. Um, and he looked us both in the eye and went, guys, there's one thing you have to know about working on ships. Okay, very important. I'm listening. Don't shit in your own backyard. Okay, thank you. Don't date a person. Not on purse the or, ship. Purse yeah. or incest. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only that's the only rule. If you don't do that, then you'll be okay. Okay, great. What's next? The rest you'll learn on the ships. Enjoy your time off in Miami. So we got there like at nine o'clock and five past nine, we'd finished our five days training. Oh man. And, um, and the, the only other thing about that is I remember thinking I was going to leave a good impression and walking onto the ship in 84 degree weather in a suit, not realizing nobody gave a shit what you were wearing, get in uniform, <laughs> yeah. drop everything off in your cabin and get in the safety deposit room, safety deposit box room. That's your home for the next two weeks. So was the Majesty your first ship? 
Was that your first? First contract? and only. Well, I think it was a pretty eventful uh, uh, contract. I think. When was yeah, this? When were where, when were you on the Majesty? I'm gonna say 94, 93, 94. I think it was. Okay, Whenever the no, Majesty. 94, 95. Yeah. Yeah, maybe 94, 95. Yeah, because um, remember, Brad, we did the that that trip with CC to, and it's on your video camera as November first or November second, nineteen ninety four. Yeah, November 1st, 94. Yeah. Right. Just imagine you're a young uh, assistant person and you're coming on the ship with Brad and Eric. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I remember your story with um, Michael Holland about the um, the tourist that died in Coco Cay. Did you go down uh, there and see the body? Yeah. Ah. did. Because I heard the, the, the two of you were saying that it was the two of you, and then you said it was Tim or CC or something. It was, I was there with you. Because I oh, remember wow. distinctly holding back the islands. Yes. Let's yeah. go straight in with went, the ships. Yeah. And the, the boxes of passports. And it was just like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> sort it out oh. afterwards. I-95s flying everywhere. Passports going everywhere. Yeah, just no, no. Are, 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 we into, are we into ship stories? Are we still? Yeah, let's, I think let's go into a ship story. Uh, yeah. My name is Alex Berry, and this is my ship story. I've been listening to some of the podcasts, and I heard Claudia Valentine talk about uh, her teddy bear get, getting kidnapped. So I have a very similar story, and I don't know if uh, Eric and Brad, do you remember Pip? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pip, yeah. Do you remember me kidnapping his, no, somebody kidnapping his teddy bear? Yes. I so had he had his teddy bear since that. he was born and he had it, we shared a cabin and two weeks before he uh, he was going off contract, we kidnapped his teddy bear and uh, ransomed it and sent notes, pictures, teddy bear partying with his friends, teddy bear smoking a joint, <laughs> then in, in the brig, flushing himself down the toilet, trying to escape and then teddy bear hanging himself. And then finally, oh, yeah. is this where sand. Elf on the Shelf came from? It sounds like it could be. It's but we had a cross like in the sand with his little bow tie. The the point of this story will come about, but I have to also add, it wasn't just me. We had people in the back office cutting out letters for the ransom notes. I mean, everybody was joining <laughs> in. Um, and the ransom went up from a bottle of wine to a bottle of wine and a box of chocolates and delivered to the steward's office in a carry and the days were ticking down. And uh, we thought, right, we'll give it two or three days before he leaves. Well, we'll... And I think he paid the ransom. And we kind of gave it back to him or did something. And um, he got his teddy bear back. And But nobody had actually said who had done this. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying it was definitely me. But I shared the cabin with him. So it might have been. <laughs> like the night before he was getting off the ship, I'm walking back to my cabin. And you have the I-95, the big corridor. And then you have the side corridor. Then you have the cabins. And I'm walking along this side corridor. And I'm thinking, there's a lot of people here. I wonder why they're here. And I go into my cabin. And if I don't know if you remember, on the Majesty, you had a chair in your cabin, which was a metal frame, like an S metal frame chair. And I walk into my cabin and six or seven burly men jump on top of me and duct tape me to this chair. So I'm duct taped to the chair. My arms, my legs, my chest, I cannot move. They got somebody to sit on my lap and tickle me, which nearly pulled out my joints, uh, poured tequila down my throat, and then put me out in the corridor and left me there for like seven hours. Okay, I think you're missing a few things because I have pictures of this. They put <laughs> up my uniform as well. They put makeup all over your face. So you had lipstick, oh, yeah, you had blush, you had like, I mean, I don't remember who was doing it or who provided it. But that's why I remember is because I have pictures of the proof that you were like fully full makeup on all over your face. 
and didn't most of my clothes were removed as well i think i think so i yeah. think they did take some clothes off not you weren't nude but they took no. off a lot of clothes yeah they cut off a lot of clothes around the duct tape they put on because they <laughs> were worried that if they took the duct tape off then um you would bolt. I might escape. Um, yeah. <laughs> so revenge was got. I, I, I still. The thing is, this is twenty five odd years ago, so you never know whether you're quite exaggerating a story or not. Right. And it was yeah. only when I spoke to Eric, uh, or we messaged. He was yeah. like, "I've got pictures of you <laughs> tied to a chair." I'm like, "God damn it! It did happen. I didn't make it up in my head." <laughs> Brad, were um, you not there for? You were there for that. I don't remember any of that. Oh, you. Were I don't wrong. remember That's any okay. of that. Uh, but I do. I, I recently ran across a video, uh, Alex, of uh, you and uh, this American black girl. I think her name was Bettina. Yeah, but Panamanian. No, no, no. That's that's no. Different. She was American. Oh, no, no, she no, was American, and yeah, she eventually Bettina, yes, went yes. to went to Krustaf. Yeah. What were we and doing? You guys did a video. You guys went went on like Grand Cayman and did a whole you bar uh, evidently borrowed my video camera because I have a whole tape <laughs> and you guys were in character and you were dressing up in costumes and stuff okay, so on the beach. I think crazy. I know what this is. So I remember because she was really pissed off, but we made the assistant pursers do a project on each port. And I think we paired them up mm. together. And yes. yes, and they had to do a report on the port so that we would finally have like a, a complete like list of things on the front desk that they could reference. And so everybody had to go out and it basically do a project, like a school project. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no wonder. Is. I yeah. am shocked God. that I'm the one with that has good memory here. This is not good I, <laughs> that I'm the one that remembers. I think I'd been on board for like two weeks and yeah. I get taken with this. I think I'd, I'd seen Cayman once from a distance because there's no way on your first week you're getting off. God, that is a far back memory. I remember I was put on nights a lot. Maybe that was for me to behave a little bit more than I did. <laughs> um, but I remember um, getting a phone call and somebody asking me for a cheese sandwich. Son of a bitch, mother. You know, and then just this whole list of profanities coming out of this guy's mouth. I'm like, sorry, what? Can I have a cheese sandwich? More profanities. I'm like, I'm sorry, sir, what kind of language is this? And he went, English. I thought, Tourette's. The guy's got Tourette's. So I called room service. This is like two o'clock in the morning. I called room service and it's like, have you maybe just hung up on somebody? Yeah, he was being very rude to us. And, you know, we just, he was swearing us. Can you just take him a cheese sandwich? And seeing the hotel director the next morning and just sort of going, I think this cabin number, I think you need to keep an eye on. And uh, the hotel manager didn't like me. So he just pretended Ooh. to write the cabin number. Who was it? Who was it? It was any of them. <laughs> None of them liked me. <laughs> <laughs> and then getting a phone call at midday because this guy had gone to lunch and they just put him on a table with uh, his friend and eight other people. Every answer that he gave was just like a whole stream of profanities afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's those little stories that the honeymoon couple where she took his truck keys because he was threatening to throw a luggage overboard and you know arranging for like four hours can you just give your husband's truck keys back and can you stop threatening to throw her luggage overboard oh, and you man. know all the little stories that <laughs> everybody has hundreds of these stories where somehow on cruise ships at the time you had strangest people coming on and thinking you, you're there to babysit them. yeah bring in their drama with them yeah and you're part, just, all of a sudden you're part of their drama. Um, and it's as if they expect that that's what you're there for. The assistant person's got it all. I still remember the name. There was one passenger. There was this old guy who was a real pain in the ass. And his name was Buffington 
Mayer, I think was his name, but his <laughs> name was Buffington. And I just oh. remember because Lisa Tatum was on board with me and she was, I think I was first and she was second at the time. I, I'm not hundred percent sure. And I just remember because he would just do something really strange with his mouth as he spoke and he was always complaining, always complaining. She had enough. So she starts mimicking him and go, like doing what he was doing and talking back to him. And I was like, my eyes got really big, but I couldn't stop laughing because she was just had it because he had been a pain in the ass the whole cruise. <laughs> we were setting up like to, uh, for people to pay their bills in cash, you know, like the night before they could make cash payments. And like we were setting it up and he was already standing there saying, take my money. I want to pay off my money. I'll pay off my bill. She's like, we're not ready yet. Just hang on. Oh, no, no, you need to do it now. And she just went off on him is how I remember. But I remember his name. His name was Buffington because he had a name tag and he was part of some group and his name was Buffington Mayor. And it's really weird that that's one of the things that I remember is this random passenger's name. I think one of my favorite was on nights, uh, somebody calling that they hadn't got the tickets for um, shore excursion in Mexico. I don't know. The phone that I was picking up didn't have didn't display the cabin numbers. So I picked up the phone. This guy goes, we haven't got the tickets we need for the shore excursion. Arrange it, sort it out, hung up. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know who you are or what tickets you want. This is not going to be easy. And he called half an hour later. Have you got my tickets? No, sorry. I need to ask you. Get it done. Hung up. And this went on like seven or eight times. And there was a quite a big Brazilian contingent on the ship at the time. One of his calls was, I'm the most important travel agent in Brazil. If you don't sort out my tickets, uh, I'm going to cause a mutiny. Wow, we've got a pirate on board. <laughs> and finding the, the form that you filled out and you ticked out, you know, which excursions you wanted. And he hadn't ticked the box. And just the pleasure of holding it up to him and going, you bugged me all night for something you didn't book. <laughs> and just as, ah, it was the little things that you'd enjoy. Yeah, yeah I, was, I remember I was going going through the uh, the centrum and walking by the purser's desk, and there was an argument between what I don't know who the purser was, but the purser was I, I would imagine it was probably a high level purser. I, I don't know who it was or when it was, but they were yelling back at this guy that was screaming at you know this overcharge and bill or whatever. I don't. You're charging me for alcohol. I don't even drink alcohol. I don't. I don't even drink. All I drink is tea and soda pop. And I remember the, the purser going, sir, the drink in your hand is a Coca Loco. That's an alcoholic drink. It's obvious that you drink. And he was like, wait, what are you doing? I just found this, like, you know, and set it over there. And I was like, I don't even want to stay for this. Yeah. Um, just like, yeah, yeah that was the stupid shit that we had to put up with. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I once had a, um, I was on Song of America, my first contract as an assistant person. And it was uh, crisp. It was right around Christmas. Christmas day was going to be in Grand Cayman. And so it was Christmas Eve in, in um, Cozumel and a passenger missed a ship. Um, and the husband, the ship had already sailed and the husband came to the front desk and I got him. And he's like, turn the ship around. You need to pick up my wife. She's not on board. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. You know, we can't turn the ship turn this fucking ship around started cussing me out and i i was still for you i mean i've been in the job for like three months and i was like holy shit so i got the chief purser at the time which was norm eaton and he was probably already drunk at this point and so the the did starts yelling and cussing at the front desk in front of you know two norman in front of me and norman was just kind of like look i'm really sorry but you know with that language you have to leave and it turns out like it was really weird. Like the, she, it seemed like she missed it on purpose, even though she had her kids on board, she wouldn't tell us where she was staying. We offered to get the agent to help 
so that you know we could get a room and you know, help her get to the next stop. She wouldn't accept any help. She didn't tell us where she was or anything, and made her own way uh, to Grand Cayman. But I mean, I just just got to just totally cussed out at the front desk. I don't know if you remember the Louisiana woman that um, had a fight with her boyfriend, and I'm thinking, oh Christ, she wants a, a cabin of her own. As I'm, as I'm, she's standing there in front of me, and I'm going, right, and she went, oh, and I broke his nose. Oh, that kind of fight. And she went, yeah, uh, all right, okay, well, you know, there's a medical facility on deck, Sarah, just take him down there. Can't do that. Why not? I knocked him clean cold out. Wait, what? She knocked him out. Oh, she knocked him completely Completely cold. sparkle. And it's like, Is he can alive? you tell me the cabin number or we'll get, a, <laughs> we'll get a nurse to go up? And he was there, flat out on the floor. But the story came out because she was like five foot two and he was like seven feet tall. And she picked up a coffee pot, hadn't taken a warning from this. She stood on a chair, no red flag. And she went, come here. And he walked towards her and she hit him in the face with a coffee pot. Oh, man. And I'm the sucker on the desk that was like, I get this. It was I'd been there like five minutes at work. Okay, for so, those that are listening, the coffee pots were like a very hard plastic. They weren't like glass. It broke his nose. Yeah, no, I can imagine. Oh, no, because I also remember he was Canadian. So when he went to go through immigration, uh, we were there. We were like, there's a way we can get you off. There's you know, there's a set of stairs. Because she was waiting outside of um, paint your wagon, waiting for him to come out. She wanted to go through immigration with him, and she was US. And we're like, dude, you know, we can, we can get you away from her. He's like, no, I love her. She didn't mean it. I think oh, she did. Man. Yeah. She kind of planned it. <laughs> she stood on a chair. Yeah. She pulled the chair over, grabbed something, and smacked you. So, yeah. as far as okay, now that we have like three persons here, so do, 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 did you guys ever yourself or know anybody that just heard something so outlandishly stupid that you just start laughing? At the other people like there are some things that are very cliched like working on ships but they were cliched for a reason because people actually ask them i did get asked what time is the midnight buffet yep. um I, I also got asked do these elevators you know do they go to the front of the ship i i <laughs> remember people asking me those questions that you're just like all those do the crew sleep on board i mean those things uh, all like we we all got asked these i don't know what what other ones you guys have do the crew sleep on board? Go ask one of the waiters. It was a it was a British couple that were in a shitty lower deck cabin. And he said, no, 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 we come in on the crew helicopter each day, five o'clock in the morning. And they complained to the desk at five o'clock in the morning that the crew helicopter was too loud. And uh, I can't remember who was on the desk, but they said, can you just come up here a second? Now, when they're this- asking this, when they're asking these, do you, do you just give them like the stupidest stare? Like, are you serious? I mean, uh, I would have a hard time compla- uh, composing myself. I would probably just bust out laughing, which I probably would be a purser for, you know, yeah, week, no, I think you had to keep you, a straight you just, face. Mostly, you just, mostly. Yeah, you just keep a straight face and just answer it and go on. That's why I, I don't remember. Like, I don't remember these little tiny things. No wonder you because... guys drink on the job under the desk. So, uh, Alex, let me let me ask you um, uh, extracurricular activities. Uh, did you ever hook up with a passenger? Uh, I, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, once, just, twice, really? three times. You were an assistant purser. And you hooked up with the passenger. I actually hooked up with two passengers at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, I think I'd been on board for like a month. And there were two Texan girls that um, kept on coming up to the desk and asking questions that were like written in front of them. Like and, um, what time is the midnight buffet? The stars <laughs> the first, because um, the first day was at sea. Was one and of their questions like, uh, 
you know, let me see your anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> it was the uniform. It was the evening dress. And yeah, they um and the accent. And they came mm. up to Dancing Under the Stars and they Yeah, that's right. You have the accent. Yeah. For Texans, it was ridiculous. And they just gave me their cabin number and said, come and see us at, you know, whatever it was at midnight. But, oh, you know, maybe they just need their, I don't know, their toilet checked for, I was obviously going there as on my, on the official basis. Uh-huh. And um, I don't know yeah. any assistant purser that would go all that often to a passenger cabin on official business. <laughs> besides yet, delivery. Uh, besides the delivery. Day, he was there. Keys. It's- keys. If their keys didn't work, you had to go down yeah, there yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah, that's what it was. It was you had key. to take and, that uh, yeah. thing and plug it in. And I took my key and it got stuck for like five days. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, not too often. I, I think it was like two or three times. Nice. Just okay. To be about this. Well, so a follow up to that uh, could be with these two two uh, um, passengers or not, or another one. Um, or crew where's the strangest place that you've done it on the ship <laughs> well you see that is i'm being a little bit vague about this because it may have been that this actually the answer to the, your first question is the first week that i was on board right wow. into the game yeah it um, started quick that is impressive somebody, it was somebody who worked on shore that i hooked up with before i even got on the ship i worked on shore for royal caribbean and then she came on the ship for the, my first week the mast deck where the radar and yeah. Oh, deck yeah. 13 forward? That's it. Under the flag. So, uh, yeah. Excellent choice. Breaking all of the rules at the same time. Um, three o'clock in the morning with a passenger in passenger area, butt naked, drunk, uh, stuck in a uh, like a sun lounger chair. I bet you were stuck. Um, yeah, that really <laughs> sucked. Had to kind of fall it over to get out. But so, that's And you weren't, we you weren't caught. Like you didn't get caught there, did you? No. Okay. And, even worse, what, what the nature of it was, I was so cocksure of myself. I um, sort of got half dressed and got in the elevator. Oh my god! And got got from top to bottom and to my cabin without being seen by anybody. And I was like jacket over my shoulder, tie in my pocket, just completely out of sorts. And <laughs> I did one or two things on the Majesty that I got away with that I shouldn't have got away with. Okay, so now you so have to keep if you remember, going. the Majesty was the biggest ship in the world at the time. Yes. And deck seven was the longest deck on the biggest ship. It went all the way around. When I got the promenade on deck. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's well, no, the, that's uh, the, the deck track. In, in, inside, I mean. Oh, I thought oh, that okay. was, I know it was deck seven or eight, but yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and halfway along deck seven, there was a glass wall that looked down on that bar. Oh, the blue, the the blue sky. Blue sky. Now. Blue sky, yeah. I asked, I asked around and nobody seemed to know whether anyone had run the length of deck seven naked. Having no evidence that anyone else had, I decided that um, it, sh- it had to be done. <laughs> and not a cabin door opened. Nobody came out. I planned it. I took clothes to one end. And then, I mean, it took quite a journey because I ended up having to go backwards and forwards. Yeah. But um, Wow. I mean, that's pretty yeah. crazy. That's, that's <laughs> you were really risking it there with, um, if you got caught, you, you would have been fired like immediately. Oh, yeah. Now, no, how bomb, now, how bombed were you when this happened? Because oh, I'm sure there, there oh, has no, no, to be, no, I had to be has sober to be like no i had to run as quickly as possible so i had to be sober and uh, was there a mindset like this could be the last thing i do on this ship oh yeah yeah most of the things i did on the ship the mindset was <laughs> do you remember christmas eric the christmas we went to the disco okay no but keep going and maybe i'll remember <laughs> and i think it was actually you sir Uh-oh's. that suggested yeah. after a few drinks 
that the assistants just come along. Well, maybe. And maybe. then, um, okay, wait. So people out there that don't know, the assistant persons were not loud in the disco, the nightclub. <laughs> it was just two stripe officers and above. So, okay, go ahead. Uh, so then uh, the suggestion was that stripes should be swapped. Ah. Um, so um, David Weston and I ended up in the, um, uh, the staff captain's office the next day. Did you really? Um, oh, yeah. Being questioned. And, and somebody somebody had swapped the stripes on David's jacket. Uh -huh. And he just went, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't notice. I didn't know. And um, I'm so sorry. We all got a bit excited. And, and he let him go. And he turned to me and he said, what about you, Barry? I went, I didn't even notice that my stripes had been swapped over. And the staff captain looked at me and went, were you that drunk? And I looked the guy in the eye and went, sir, I didn't have a drink the whole day. <laughs> the whole day, not a drop. I was fun. Now, remembering that at one point I was in the middle of the dance floor with my jacket over my head going, whoa! <laughs> um, yeah, and he looked at me and just went, Barry, get out. And he, he couldn't fire us because there were like 50 people that had done it. Right. I, um, I I don't remember that. Usually, by the time we made it to the nightclub, we were already pretty drunk. It was um, it was Christmas or New Year's Eve. It was one of these, one of those. We did have an assistant person on the Majesty, and I will certainly not say any names. That we persuaded um, that we paid uh, for electricity and hot water. And, <laughs> oh yes, uh, they I do got, remember this. <laughs> they paid into the the crew um, crew person's office each month. And hundreds, and they they go into their cabin and like turn the lights on just briefly and turn it back off again, and take cold showers, and still get like a six hundred buck a month bill, and paid it for six months. Oh and when they God. left, somebody just gave them all their money back and went, "I don't think ships are for you." <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I, that was just so awful because everyone joined in. And this is oh, a person that all you guys know, and we can't, we we don't know this person's name. I, I know exactly who it is, but I'm not going to mention. <laughs> okay, well, you can tell me later. Yeah, because I don't remember who it was. I remember that. I, I remember that, but I don't remember who. Oh, it's, I it, think I know who it is. It's somebody uh, we've already mentioned. So. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but anyway, we'll. <laughs> that's <laughs> we'll exciting. Yeah. Were you, uh, were Brad or Eric, were you on board when we did the, the major list on the Majesty? We got hit by rogue wind and we we went over and yes i've told this story tracy tracy mulligan was the chief uh, on board at the time and uh all of, all of the tracy hughes the ship, yeah just yeah. emptied i um, wasn't on board for that, yeah, that i was, was i i remember being in my bed i had a porthole that you know the wow yeah. the feet my feet faced the i was laying in bed my feet were uh, facing the porthole and I remember this ship just listing and it just filled up with water. And I'm like, holy shit, I need to get out of here. And were, uh, yeah, we're, but we're it just rolled back. It just rolled back over. We're in bars at the time. And um, all of the bars on one ship, the bottles leaned against the wall. All of the bars on the other side just fell off the shelves because they were not held in. There was one of, one of the shops was just like glassware. That all came crashing down. Oh, wow. And I just remember you could tell who the crew were because every crew member when it started to happen just took their drink and stood up. <laughs> the priorities you drink. your shit move. Hold your glass. There were, there were Here we chairs go. that were on wheels. So the passengers, like, 
flying across bars on chairs, just screaming, flipping <laughs> over. Oh, was, yeah, that was. I, uh, I either missed it or I don't remember, but I think I would remember something like that. Like I think you would remember, remember because it yeah. was pretty traumatic. Did you but Did you guys ever get uh, seasick from the motion? Or Alex, did you ever get seasick? No, I didn't. The only I've time... mentioned this several times. I've never been seasick. I've never had any sympathy for anyone that was seasick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah. only time is, and I never, I never got seasick, but the only time was if I was hungover and the ship was rocking and rolling, then it just made me feel a little worse than I already was rather than it, if it was, you know, wasn't rocking, but that's only when I'm, when I was like seriously hungover. We never, I never got seasick and I was, you know, that was the first thing I did outside of going to Dallas or something for, you know, you know, being a young kid and stuff. But um, actually, Alex, you mentioned like deck seven or deck eight, deck eight, you could, you could see the whole length of the ship and go to a, a point. So you could stand in the back and you could see the ship move up there before it got to you. So when we were on the crossing and we were, you know, there was no passengers and they were training on us and everybody was lit up, you know, the, you know, for four days, five days, um, uh, we were totally drunk toasted and, and we sat at the back of the ship and we thought it was fun because, you know, the stabilizers wouldn't work and then the ship would come up like this. And then when it would start to go down, we would take off running. And when it would go down, we, we would jump and we would see how far we could go. And, you know, I, I had a cracked rib. Like I, I hit the top of the, the top of the, the um, ceiling and crashed into a door and, you know, we we're doing all kinds of stuff like that. And I'm like, well, you know, because we were drunk and we took advantage of 40 foot swells, you know, for hours and stuff is probably the reason why we never, I never got seasick. I, that reminds me of a brilliant story. And again, I hope Brad or Eric were either there or heard about it. Do you remember um, ski jumping in the hospital. No, that doesn't okay, ring so any bells. We ended up at a party in the nurses' cabins. The nurses' cabins, the corridor, and then you've got the medical facility. Oh, I wonder and if Janet Geringer was there. Yeah, and um, one of the doctors came along absolutely hammered already <laughs> um, and suggested <laughs> ski jumping. So you get a chair, you stand on the chair, you jump as far as you can, and you land in the ski jumping position. Furthest wins so we're getting a marker pen out and people are falling on their ass and we're like left cheek and right cheek and <laughs> we're competing in continents and you know usa against south america I that's mean, you know somebody lands on their hands and there's a pen around their hands not realizing that these were permanent marker pens <laughs> this is it sounds vaguely familiar but, but it's well, not one that I remember this, clearly. This is sounding kind of familiar. Yeah. And I'm surprised I don't have any more memories of this because this sounds like something that I would instigate. Well, so <laughs> here's the problem. So everyone does this and it's good fun and everyone's fairly sensible about it. We all start going back to the cabins and I turn around and I swear to God, I'm the only witness to a skiing accident in the Caribbean. Because I turn around and the chief engineer is holding the chair and the doctor takes his shoes off, gets on the chair, jumps, slips, breaks his arm. Oh. So now there's a broken arm. Luckily enough, they basically just swung the x-ray out of the room next door. <laughs> Click, yeah, it's broken. But now the <laughs> staff captain's going to come along. There's marker pen all over the floor, left ass cheek, right ass cheek, hands. South America, USA, everything, and a guy with a broken arm. We all emptied that place. 
quicker than rats from a sinking ship. And I just remember the staff <laughs> captain going around and asking people, were, were you there last night? You know, was, do you know anyone that was at that party staff? No, I was I was asleep in bed by eight o'clock. I was, I was reading a book. I, I don't know what you're talking about. But nobody admitted to having even been there. Like a, his arm broke in the way that the bone folded. Oh. So he had to get off. Like as soon mm. as they got onto Miami, they had to rush him off and... But yeah, so, I still think I'm the only witness to a skiing accident. Yeah. In the <laughs> so talking about accidents, uh, if I recall, you had a, a pretty good accident too. So you had been on board how long when, when that happened? It was my second contract, probably a couple of months in. We'd gone to White River in Jamaica, you know, where you float down yeah. in the inner tubes. And on the way back where on the bus, because, you know, the Jamaican buses do zero miles an hour or 100 miles an hour. CC was up and dancing to reggae, as only CC could. He fell over and his incredibly muscular right buttock cheek made <laughs> contact with my left kneecap. <laughs> um, and displaced it. And I was drunk enough to go, that doesn't look right. <laughs> and put it back. And then uh, walked up, made it up the top of the gangway and then fell over. That took uh, seven operations. Oh, but wow. CC, bless him, felt guilty about it. I um, I went on vacation on the Sovereign, and he was on the Sovereign at the time. And I went on board and I saw him, and I'm like, how are you doing? Because I just had another operation. There was no responsibility on his part. Because with CC, once you've heard his stories, there's nothing better in the world. Burying butter as a child and then forgetting where he buried it in the field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot yeah, about that Yeah, that's one of our story. stories. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, the best story. one. Getting caught masturbating in the supermarket in the cereal section because he fancied oh. one of the guys working in the supermarket. Oh, oh no. I don't remember that. One. I don't remember that specifically one. in the cereal section. Well, um, Alex, I mean, it's been a pleasure having you on. Unless you have something else you want to, another one you want to get off your chest that you can think of. Uh, we do have to wrap it up. I do have one about you, but um, I don't think it's actually one to be podcast. It yes, was, tell um, it right now. No, yeah, that's what we want. Yeah, tell <laughs> so it and we can cut it out. If it's... It was Hillary Jones. We were going into Miami with him because uh, he came. He was our hotel director, you know, uh, temporary hotel director. I can't remember where it was, but we. he said... Wait, right, Hillary Jones or Barry Jones? Barry Jones. Hillary, Barry. Right, he was a big old queen. Anyway. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so it was Barry. So yeah. Um, and as, as the, the big old queen bit is the important bit because <laughs> we came off and he'd invited us all to go into Miami and you were somewhere where you were talking to your mother, but you had your back to us. And Barry came along and slapped you on the back and said something along the lines of Eric, you old queen, have you taken anybody up and you can finish the sentence? Right. Yeah. I'm just standing there while you turn around and went, Barry, my mother, mother, <laughs> Barry or my mom or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And the three or four of us just there going, oh my God. Oh my God. We've got to go into Miami with this guy. We're going to get stabbed. And just uh, one of the moments, the most cringeworthy moments of my life on his behalf. It was yeah. brilliant. I don't, you know, what's funny that I don't even remember that. Thank you so much, Alex, for coming on. It's been so much fun talking to you and Wait, bringing so back. What's that? Wait, Eric, don't we want to hear what Alex is doing now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, it's got to be something interesting because he looks like you got a Twitter shirt on. Oh, uh, so that was given to me by Twitter um, at an event years ago. That's a different story. So we've been working for 
13 years now on a, a medical device that does stitches automatically. And next week we'll be working on the keyhole and robotic version of it. Oh, I need that. Yeah. I need that go. thing. I'm, I'm I need one of those. It. Whenever you get I'm, that done, just give it to me because man, I need stitches I'm, all the time. Hey, I'm, I'm he is ready to, to try it out. Yeah. Wait a minute. So real quick, let me, let me dive into this. So is this an automated thing that you put over like a cut or something and it automatically stitches you up? Kind of. Okay. Well, everybody real quick, while Alex is doing this, let me call out. And, and if anybody knows Brad past or present <laughs> that you've been on here or not, if you have any stories on Brad, we want your stories on Brad. It's not going to happen. <laughs> the confidence. So it's, uh, it's this, uh, this is just a mock-up of it, but uh, this will be tested hopefully next week where it goes in and at the working end it controls a needle and a thread and uh, you press a button and it does a stitch what? um and then yeah. this one is the original one that we did for outside stitches this is really for somebody that's doing an operation which has a lot of stitches so instead that's, of having that's the one i need uh, i don't think uh, it's yeah, supposed so to be self-use Brad. oh i'll um, self-use it We've been in that. And then um, over the last couple of years, when COVID hits in the UK, we thought we were going to be short by 30,000 ventilators. So for the last couple of years, we've been working on a 3D printed ventilator because um, we do a lot of our work with 3D printing. And again, in the next couple of weeks, we should be testing it. Um, so theoretically, what $60,000 ventilator we should be able to print and have functioning the same for about $3,000. So, so is this, so is this your thing or is that, are you like an inventor of it or are you, uh, what's your role in this? Not the ventilator. I, I designed the ventilator. I'm working with a surgeon who knows how all of that works. I'm right. the inventor of the suturing device. Okay. So tell us your company name and do you have a website or? So it's Sutru, which is just a, a, an anagram of suture. So S-U-T-R-U-E and it's sutru.com. Um, okay. So give it two or three weeks and we'll, we should have our device working. Me Best too. of luck with those. Thank you again so much. Okay. I got an unruly puppy here who's who wants to go eat. So we need to go before he claws me and bites me to death. Good to see you and talk to you, Alex. One of my favorite assistant persons. Just, I mean, These just, guys just, a, just a brilliant guy. They were both yeah. so highly entertaining. Eric for telling me <laughs> off, but really not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Brad just for being there with that. He had that wry smile on his face pretty much all day long awesome well well nice to meet you thanks for coming on too take care Ciao. Bye. 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 oh he's he's a great guy that was it's, awesome it's, oh I mean, again I loved, it just reminds me how much i loved alex yeah he seems yeah. like such a cool fun funny guy oh yeah he was great doing. he was great yeah the last time i was in the uk we met up for some drinks and we just like talk 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 we i mean it was like hours that we were there drinking and just just chatting and reminiscing and catching up and i will find that i got to look for that photo um of alex tied up in the chair but i do have that hey everyone the ship is about to set sail which brings us to an end for today we hope that you enjoy the podcast for bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video please visit our youtube channel my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage